Ephesians chapter 6, beginning in verse 10, would you stand as the scriptures read, please? Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. We do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Stand therefore having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you'll be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. And for me, that utterance may be given to me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel for the which I am an ambassador in chains that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Let's pray together, please. Father, thank you for your word. We thank you that it puts it into perspective, the things we should do and the business we should be engaged in as a church. We ask that you would bless the work here. We ask that you would keep us in your plan, keep us directed in your will. Make us the church you want us to be. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You may be seated. The armor of God. We look at this past description, we see the armor of God, and of course the Apostle Paul that was in chains about this time was looking over at a Roman soldier. He was shackled to a Roman soldier 24 hours a day, so he had a lot of time to look over the army and begin to realize that there was a spiritual lesson here with the armor of God. And he looked at the Roman soldier, began to look at all the pieces of the armor, and we asked the question, which piece of armor is safe to leave off? Absolutely none of them. There's no piece of this armor that's safe to leave off. And as we look at the different items of armor, we look at the importance of that truth and righteousness and faith and the word of God. But we often overlook one aspect of this armor and it's kind of put on as a footnote when the Apostle Paul wraps up the list of armor. He says this, uh, taking the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, verse 18, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints some people have said you put on the armor of god and then you kneel in it but we have to realize prayer is an important component of the armor of god just as if you would look at a roman soldier or anybody else that would have some sort of protective gear on and say well you can do without that piece or this piece you wouldn't want to go marching into the event that you're marching in without all the armor on. As we look at, of course, our experience with the fire department, we have a lot of gear that you put on, protective gear. And someone might say, well, in order to save money, and we're kind of on a tight budget, we're just going to give you part of your protective gear. Now, which piece am I comfortable with going up against a burning building, leaving off somewhere because we didn't want to spend that much time putting it on? Absolutely no piece am I comfortable to leave behind. They're all important. And when it comes to the armor of God, what is extremely important that we do not ever want to leave off is prayer. And he mentions prayer, but specifically this intercessory prayer. Look exactly at what he says. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirits, 
being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. The word supplication in some English translations is translated petition. It simply means asking for things. And it says we need to be asking for things on behalf of all the saints. And so Paul gets specific and he says not just praying specifically about others in the general sense, but he says this in verse 19, and for me. So he says we we don't just pray, Lord bless all the missionaries everywhere. We pray specifically for specific people that are on our mind or on our prayer list and partners that we're with. It's not let Lord pray for all the sick people. We pray for specific sick, sick people, right? And so he says, here's the armor of God and an important component of the armor of God is prayer, but specifically intercessory prayer when we pray on behalf of other people. And the apostle Paul said, pray for me that utterance may be given to me that I might open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. And here's the beauty of intercessory prayer. We put on the all armor of God because we're concerned about our battle. And we should be. It is a battle. To live the Christian life is a battle and it is a constant struggle because you're going against the stream of society to live a Christian life. It is a battle. We need the armor. But let's not just be concerned about our battle personally let's be concerned about the battle of others and that's why when we talk about intercessory prayer to walk the grounds of the school and pray over the different buildings and the different areas and the different programs of the school we're lifting up our prayers on behalf of the battles that those students will be fighting living their Christian life the battles that every student will be fighting even though they may not be aware of the fact they're in a battle there is a battle raging to lead the next generation away from decency and morality and the things of God, and we pray for their battle. We pray on behalf of the educators. Do they ever have a battle to fight? And we pray for their battle as well. So the armor of God is just not about my battle. The armor of God is about the battle of someone else, and a key component of the armor of God is to pray about the others who are going through their battles and going through their struggles. Two different times intercessory prayers mentioned again that we want to mention. Turn to 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, just a few pages over from where you are. 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 1. Quite specifically, the Apostle Paul says this, Finally, brethren, pray for us. And then he gets specific here, that the word of the Lord may run swiftly and be glorified just as it is with you. That's an a expected missionary prayer, isn't it? And it's a good prayer. Pray for us that the word of God that we are entrusted with may run swiftly and do its work. Pray for us. But then he goes a little bit deeper, and he says in verse 2, and that we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men, for not all have the faith. So something else came to his mind. He said, pray for the work that we're here to do, that above all things, 
we'll do the work that God called us to do and accomplish the purpose that we're going through all this. And then he says, and other prayer requests, we're concerned about our safety. And we would ask that you would pray about that concern. And so here he is sharing a general request about the work, the big picture. And he says, and on a personal note, pray for our safety. That's a good thing to pray for. It's a good thing to pray about when we're all there on the high school campus, to pray for the safety of these young people. Not only on the campus, but as they leave that campus and go to the different places, not all young people go to safe places. We need to pray for their safety wherever they may go. Then, of course, in the book of Hebrews, chapter 13, as the writer of the book of Hebrews is wrapping up his thoughts, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 18. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 18. Here it is again. Pray for us. For we are confident that we have a good conscience in all things, desiring to live honorably. Pray for us that we will live a lifestyle pleasing to God. Wow, what a prayer to pray on a school campus. To pray for the lifestyle choices of these students. That their lifestyle, that their choices will be good choices. That their decisions would be good decisions. That the road that they're traveling, the general direction of their life, would be a safe and responsible direction. That's a, that's a good prayer to pray as we pray for our young people. But then he says this, but I especially urge you to do this that I may be restored to you the sooner. What, what is that? Well, Obviously, the letter to the Hebrews was written to a group of people in a specific location, probably Jerusalem. That was the Hebrew capital. Don't know that. It doesn't say that, but it is to the Hebrews. The writer of the book of Hebrews had plans. And he had plans that sooner or later he wanted to see those people again. He had personal plans. He had a desire, and it was something he really wanted to make happen in his life. And so what he was saying to these people as he wrote to them, pray for me that my life would be honorable to God, but also I'm asking you to pray about my personal plans, the plans I have, because I have some plans to eventually see you again. I'd like for you to pray about that. You know, every young person especially as you get into the upper grades, has plans. They have dreams. We need to be praying about those. They have dreams about what they want to be and what they want to do. Sometimes they don't have real specifics until they get close to their senior year or whatever, maybe even on into college, but many just have some dreams and plans about the way they'd like their life to go. We need to pray about these kids as they make their plans. We need to pray about these youngsters as they plan their dreams, that God would put the right people 
and the right things in place to help them accomplish those plans and those goals. The writer of the book of Hebrews says this, I've got some goals that really are important to me. Would you please pray about this? So we see throughout the New Testament, praying for others is an important ministry of the church. And the writer of the book of Hebrews, which could have been the Apostle Paul, could have been somebody else, but whoever it was said, pray for me. I've got some issues that I'm concerned about. The Apostle Paul wrote to the Thessalonians, pray for us. And for me, I've got some issues that I'd like for you to pray about. He wrote to the Ephesians, pray for me and pray for the other saints for the specific request they have. So when we turn to our bulletin and look at the prayer request, as we go down to the school and we exercise our responsibility of the church to, to offer intercessory prayer, it's more than just a nice thing that we're doing. First of all, it's an important responsibility of the church. Secondly, it is an important personal component of our armor as we go through the world. And if we leave off intercessory prayer, we've got a weak spot. And there's too much at stake to leave off any piece of the armor of God. Is there anything before we close?